It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. I'm not going to give a specific story today, but generally speaking, there was a time in my life before I knew Jesus Christ as a kid, and especially as a teenager, man, where I got great joy out of doing the wrong thing. I found great pleasure in doing things that absolutely were wrong to do. In our text this morning, in Luke chapter number 22, it is Jesus' last um, day on earth. And in verse 1, it says, The feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, being one of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray Jesus to them. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money. And he promised and saw opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of the multitude. So we might kind of think it strange, or maybe not, that there is a joy that can be found in the wrong thing, but that's exactly what was happening here. So it's Jesus' last day on earth before his crucifixion, um, and he would soon sit down and eat his last supper with his disciples um, before his execution. And the Bible really gives this very interesting and evil account of Judas Iscariot here, because it says in verse number three that Satan entered into Judas. Now that's very interesting for a couple of reasons. Primarily, there's no other place in the Bible where it ever mentions Satan personally um, possessing someone. There's many accounts of people being possessed with devils and even an individual demon or maybe a whole group of them. But this is the only place in the Bible where the Bible tells us that Satan personally entered into someone to possess someone. And man, this only happened with Judas. And this is kind of, man, it's kind of like a high watermark for evil in the world. It's the day really before his crucifixion. Man, this day when Christ decided to come and die for our sins as our Savior, which is a great day of grace, was also a great day of evil as well. And so you see Satan here entering into Judas, but what happened wasn't what you might think. He didn't start going into convulsions. He didn't start speaking in a strange voice. His eyes, you know, didn't roll into the back of his head like you would see in the the Exorcist movie or something. No, what the Bible says is he went to the high priest and he went to the the leaders of the temple and he, he made a deal with them. It says he went his way in verse four and he communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray Jesus to them. And the result, what was the result? Verse five, it says, and they were glad. The result of Satan possessing Judas and taking over him at his will, what was the outcome? There was joy, the joy of Satan that he brought to them. It says here that they were glad, or in one translation, it says they delighted. It made them happy. You see, there's a joy in the Lord, but there's also a joy that Satan can bring as well. I think of the passage over in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 25, and it's talking about Moses living by faith. And it says this, he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. And here's the phrase I wanted you to hear. It says, rather than enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. So there is a happiness, there is a joy, there is a pleasure um, that Satan can bring into our lives. 
Judas Iscariot. Man, the last day, this high watermark of evil in the world, the last day before Jesus' crucifixion, Satan, for the first time we're ever given any account of, personally possesses a human being, enters into Judas Iscariot, and the outcome is human beings being made glad, delighting, finding happiness in someone that is possessed by Satan. You see, there's a joy that comes that Satan can bring. Now, maybe we don't want to call it joy. It says here they were glad or they delighted. You know, we can draw a hard line and say, hey, there's a difference between happiness and joy, and I understand that. But the general thing that I am getting this morning out of this is simply that there's pleasure that can come from sin. And there's pleasure that can come from doing the wrong thing. But what we learn um, from the Bible in Hebrews 11 is that that pleasure is short-lived. It's fleeting. It's only for a season. But Jesus, over in John 15, speaks about the joy that comes from knowing and serving Him. And Jesus said He did this, and He said this, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. So Jesus said the joy that comes from Him, um, it remains. And that word that's translated remain there is also translated abide or continue. And it's the idea of something having a presence in us. So Jesus says, my joy can stay with you. My joy can make your joy full. In contrast to that, Hebrews 11 says that the joy or the pleasure of sin um, is just for a season. It's a fleeting thing. It's not forever. And so the principle really you think about this morning is this, is the devil has delights, but the devil's delights are passing. The devil's delights are deceitful. The devil's delights are, are really damning. Man, you look at the end of Judas's life. It talks about him um, committing suicide in a horrible way and his bowels gushing out. It talks about when he died that he went to his own place in, in the book of Acts, which is interesting because other people, it talks about when they die, they go to heaven or they go to hell. But Judas, it said, he went to his own place. And so you have the death of this man who's possessed by Satan who betrayed and deceived Jesus Christ. And what a horrible end. He's literally called the son of perdition or the son of damnation. And so Satan enters into Judas the night before Jesus, the day before Jesus' crucifixion, shortly before he takes the Last Supper. And what's the result of it? Man, it's bringing happiness to people that are around him. But a short-lived happiness, um, definitely for Judas's part. So Remember, just because something makes you happy doesn't mean it's what God wants for you. I think God is way more interested in our holiness than he is in our happiness. And that's not to say that serving the Lord is a life of misery or a life of drudgery. Um, what I'm saying is you just can't base your life on happiness. Happiness is intended to be a fruit in our life, not a root in our life. And I see so many people that they make important decisions based on whether it will make them happy or not. And I say that's wrong because you're making happiness the root. And happiness can come from all kinds of things. And as we see here, the extreme, it can actually come from the devil. So just because something's making you happy doesn't mean it's what God wants for you. Um, it can't be the root. Now, when you make decisions in principle based on the will of God, based on, say, what's that thing that pleases the Lord? I think the fruit of that decision can very well be joy, can very well be happiness. Sometimes the um, fruit of that decision can be hardship. But I'll tell you what, 
when we do the thing that pleases the Lord, even in the difficulty, there's a joy of his that remains in us and it can't be taken away. So don't base your life on happiness. Make sure happiness is the fruit of your life. It's not the root of your life. And you often hear a story about maybe a wife or a husband who's, who's leaving their spouse and they're going with another person. And I've heard this so many different times, just as an illustration where someone says, but they make me so happy and I'm just going to follow my heart. Please, please, please don't follow your heart. That's horrible advice. Follow Jesus. Let your heart be the fruit, not the root. Because as we see here, even Satan can make you happy. So what's the word for today? Don't make happiness your goal today. Make God your goal. And the happiness that comes from that may seem measured at first, but it's a joy that will fill you and it's a joy that will last for you. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.